Hello, I'm Lyanne and this is Bariatric Yarns, where we talk all things weight loss surgery with a diverse range of guests and the occasional guest co-host. Bariatric Yarns is here to support destigmatizing bariatric surgery, advocate for feeling good in our bodies and minds, and to provide a safe space for others to talk about the truths of weight loss surgery. We bring you thoughts, ideas, experiences, but we don't bring you medical advice or prescriptions, so please seek that elsewhere. Let's start our bariatric yarn for today. Welcome to a very special episode of Bariatric Yarns. We've got a bariatric grind throwback today. Yes. Welcome, Emma. Kia ora. How are you? Good, good. We, um, we haven't even caught up at all before this um, episode. I've just pretty much pressed record straight away so we can just make the most of the time and, and everyone gets to hear us catch up. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess <laughs> the bariatric grind, although we, we had subjects, right, we just winged it, we just talked and we just caught up and it was um, real, like, off-the-bat chat. So yes. this is just no different. It's basically just a, a, just a 2.0 on the bariatric yarns these days. <laughs> it's kind of cool. I like it. Well, um, how have you been? You're in lockdown? Yes. Yep. I'm in Auckland, so I am still in level four. Um, We've got an announcement in literally one minute. So uh, I just sent Tane upstairs um, to go and listen to the update and to report back how much longer we're in level four because um, oh, I'm 100% certain that we're not getting out of level four today. No way. Yeah. Not with 20 cases yesterday. Um, there's just no way that we're coming out of level four. Um, but we are... Uh, super like we're watching these 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 updates uh, and these announcements with like eagle eyes um because our wedding's in five weeks today oh five weeks today five weeks today and um we we had an update last week right so basically level two last year meant um you could have a hundred people uh, at a gathering maximum um with the Delta variant, it's so much stronger, right, and so much more contagious that they've they've done like a, a lockdown 2.0. So you can only have 50 people in a gathering at a time, 50 guests. So automatically last week we had to slash our wedding in half. Um, we had to go from 100 down to 50, and we're not having any friends at our wedding. And mm. it breaks our heart, but we are doing – uh, and I mean, you do know this part because I've caught yeah. up a little bit about it uh, over, over message. Uh, obviously, you were going, you're invited to the wedding, and you were coming to the wedding. Um, but yeah, now we're having to do a friends' um, wedding and a family wedding. Mm. So uh, it's cool for us. We get to wear our, I get to wear my dress twice. Tang gets to wear a suit twice. Um, so there's some pros to it, and and we're doing, you know, we're trying to make it fun for both um, occasions, but. Yeah, watching these updates and announcements, yeah. we keep getting um, smacked with the reality of, of well, look, being naive mm. to think that we can have a wedding in <laughs> COVID time. So, yeah. Oh, man, you just, you just don't know. Eh? Like, I really, people who have just stuck to having their weddings and not postponing, I think so much respect because you actually – don't know nah. if you could you could move it six months you could move it a year mm -hmm. you just don't know if it's ever going to happen yeah. um like in, you know what i mean yeah. you just don't know what's going to happen at the time look at this we, we didn't know that the delta variant was going to come out and that was things were going to change as much as they have again no way i mean so um were you blindsided by this lockdown like level four I mean, yeah. I, thought, I thought we were doing yeah. awesome as a nation and then all of a sudden hey there's an mm. outbreak and i'm like can this happen after oh. my wedding <laughs> I know. No, I, yeah, you kind of, I had just gotten back to normal, to yeah. be honest. Everything, you, there was no question about, oh, what if we go into lockdown again? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the rumbles were, oh, we will at some stage, we will at some stage, but I'm not like up to date enough with the news to kind of know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrible. No, I'm like it was the, I actually, the day that they announced the lockdown, I went to the supermarket. I picked up my son, went to the supermarket from school, and I was just getting stuff for dinner. And there were so many people in the shop, and like there, and it was raining. And I was like, "Gosh, it's just so weird that it's so busy." And then I text uh, my husband Lyle and said, "Do you need anything um, at the supermarket?" And he rang me and he goes, "Get milk, get bread, get a whole lot of tin for food." But and I was like, "Do you think you're being funny? Like this isn't even funny." And he was like we're going into another lockdown. And I was like, 
whatever. And he was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, all these people are panic buying. Yeah. But I was real good. I still just got, I'd actually, to be completely honest, before I went into the supermarket, I parked right outside the hot chip place. I know where you are. some chips. In Okara Park? Yes. You know, yes. Oh, God, yes. it smells so good. The, I know the, the one. Chicken, the chicken salt chips. I said, yeah. oh, I'll be back in 10 minutes because I knew I was just getting like five things. <laughs> so I, I had to leave to go and get my chips. And I didn't, I wish I'd done more of a shop. But um, yeah, I had no idea. But I had no idea. I hadn't been watching the news, didn't know anything. I hadn't been on social media for the day. I had no idea. Wow. And then next minute, boom, I don't even know how long we were in lockdown. We're, we're lucky to be in level two now. Yeah. But frick, I just don't, I just can't imagine. I, I was getting pretty dire towards the last days. So yeah. gosh, you guys still in level four. It's, yeah. Last week was hard. It's, last week mentally was, was hard. That was like, you know, um, the walls are closing in. I was like, actually, this is oh. this is a lot, you know. Um, I'm so used to being out and about for my mm-hmm. job. Um, I, I don't do well in, in a small office being locked away. And then you go mm-hmm. from doing face-to-face meetings and, and catching up with people and having a coffee or having a meeting over lunch to – um, being confined by the small office and I'm sharing it with Tane, which is fun. It's so exciting. I'll, I'll mm. you know, be, we're about to get married. We're still in the honeymoon phase, mm. guys. Like we love being in close proximity <laughs> to each other at the moment. So it's really cool. And Ellie's there doing her schoolwork and she's 11 and a half. So mm. she's like self-sufficient. She gets on, does her, her classroom um, meet every single morning. Um, she had a test today. Like she just does her own thing. Um, she's awesome. But um it doesn't, you know, having them in close proximity is awesome, but it doesn't take away from just that, that internal, like, walls closing in. And mm. last week there's a lot of um, – oh, I don't want to call it stress. I don't think we were too stressed. Like, Monday morning I woke up stressed about the wedding, but not throughout the week, but it just sits in the back of your mind and it, it just becomes mm. exhausting um, oh, yeah. that I just – yeah, last week was hard, but I've, I've woken up today and I've gone, you know what, I'm not naive. I am – I'm – you know, going to be realistic going into this week. We're not getting out of level four today. You know, as soon as I get back to work, I'm going to go, should I wish I was back in lockdown? Should I mm. miss my family? Mm. I want to be around, you know, Ellie, I want to be around Tane. And so I've actually gone into this week with a completely different outlook, a completely different perspective. And, um, yeah, we went for a walk today. So um, just before this podcast, we just got back from our walk. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's just about balance, right? You've got to get out, um, mm. get some fresh air, get outside for some vitamin D. Um, yeah, uh, and stop eating. Shit, I'm eating. I seriously, <laughs> I don't know if you saw my last story on Instagram. Um, I just made a coffee to come it. downstairs and do the podcast with you, and I made Tanner <laughs> coffee as well. And in the background of me taking a photo of our coffee, like right next to our coffee machine, uh, I have an apple pie, an apple and plum pie, a mince and cheese pie, vegan, and then um, <laughs> and then I've got a, a chocolate cake and uh, a biscuit cake that Ellie made, and I'm just I'm looking at it, going, I'm not going to get into, oh, my, I'm going to need for my yeah. wedding. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. that's the it seems to be the one of the biggest um, things people struggle with, and I know because I did too. At lockdown is the eating mm. well not not everyone only some of us some people do really well because they can be organized they're prepared and then things aren't thrown at them um, i'm prepared with enough to eat food. Other food. It's just shit food yeah <laughs> oh shit i reckon how did, well, did you um, um did you do heaps of like online shopping over your lockdown oh my god i saw you on I'm the looking, Hine, uh, website so yeah. oh, i'm literally looking at three brand new pairs of trainers sitting in front of me right now um and a whole I got I did a like three hundred dollar Amen shop but um I am taking I'm gonna send some of the pants back I've I've only ever had their like ribbed tights before uh-huh. and um I tried some of their other kind but I I don't know my body measurements I'm like too short for my width so some of the tights are just way too high and they roll and it's not oh, a we nice feeling so yeah I mean yeah. so I've been working with Amon for three months now and so yeah. I've tried a, a few so I always had ribbed um ribbed the ribbed leggings yep. and I've been working for three months now so I've been trying um different styles yeah. and I've I find the luxe material 
the nicest mm. and it's the most comfortable for every mm. around the house. Um, I haven't yeah. done a workout in it. Um, when I say workout, I'm talking high intensity weights at the gym. Yeah. Uh, I walk mm. in it, I run in them, no sweat, but they're good for that. Um, but I typically wear them. I think actually the last time I saw you in person, um, I was wearing mm. the luxe ones, nice material, mm. like a waffle material. Um, I'm wearing the ribbed ones right now, the khaki ribbed ones, yeah. with the matching bra. And I got um, the black luxe singlet on just coming mm. from the walk. But the ribbed ones are like are my go-to for a, for a high intensity workout. And I'm, mm. I remember you saying to me, um, oh, they rolled down. And I was like, you got a size down. Mm. Um, like I wear a size small in the pants where normally I'd wear like a medium. But then um, I just mm. went and got one of like a different material this week um, delivered, a patterned one, like a, a floral one. And I got a size yeah, small. That's that's the ones that I got. Oh, yeah. I copied. Oh, I, the, saw, I saw you had the shorts. Yes. yes. I've got uh, a size up. Um, I got the shorts and I got the pants because I wanted to have matching ones with Olivia. Oh, cute. But it's the pants. It's the pants that I'm going to have to see. Me back. too. So I've um, yeah. I sent off my email this morning going, hey, look, it's mm. like I need to size up in these. So in mm. everything else that I'm a size small, I've got to go to a medium in those. Um, oh. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah. it could just be a style. I don't know, because because the mm. pattern, right, you uh, you can see it's that like discoloring or getting yeah. lighter and, and yeah. sort of the yeah. uh, more – voluptuous areas yeah. and uh, well, fuller <laughs> areas and so um i don't think they'd be squat proof and i want them for the gym so um yeah i'm returning them yep. but i'm going to exchange them for a bigger size because just i love them oh nice yeah yeah oh i'm wearing these brown ones at the moment i don't even know what kind they are that that's the other thing for me is, is it's the height thing i mm. end up with bunching at the knees or at the ankles ankles mm. which is why i normally like I really like Lululemon because you can get the 23 inch to 25 inch or the 28 if you're super tall. Yeah. Um, so then at least I know, you know, I hate bunching. Yeah. I'm like, nobody else would ever notice it, but I just can't stand it. It's funny. It's really yeah. you, um, triggers me. I said to Tane the other day, just in relation to like no one else would notice it, right? Yeah. He said something about, oh, he's going to get his um, tamoko done um, over his yeah. shoulder and his arm. His, his cousin's a, a tamoko artist. Um, mm. And she's like, come on, cousin, hurry up. Yeah. And, uh, and he said to me, I, I want – he's got um, like these bumps on his arm, and, and they're slowly going down. Mm. found the right solution to get rid of them, and then they're going and disappearing. And he goes, oh, I just, you know, I'd be self-conscious if I got my tamoko while I still got them. And I said to him, hey, have you ever noticed someone in anyone else's arms? Have you – I said, there is somebody in our family, in our family, that has those on their arms. Have you ever noticed them? He's like, oh, mm. no. Nah. And I said, cool, because you know yeah. what? Because you don't notice some other people. No one's going to notice it on you. Like, it's mm, funny, like, how mm. we get so, like, weird about, like, no one else would notice the bunching at your ankles or your knees. No yeah. one else. But then, like, you've, you know, obviously it's a, it's an yeah. issue for you, which is so okay. It's just, I was just trying to have the same conversation with Tane the other day, but no, nah, he's, oh, get rid of it. And then I he's know. doing his time walker. Oh, once you get fixated on something, yeah. it, it's just that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And you start out obsessing over it and... Yeah, and oh. there. Oh, man. Um, so you, you would have seen, you did see on my story yesterday, I brought a coffee machine yesterday. <laughs> so I'm yes, I'm very proud of very, you. It's the same one I have. Thank you. Oh, yes. I um, I can't believe how many people have the same one because after I posted it, so many people replied and were like, I've got one of those, I've got one of those. But one of um, my friends sent me a video this morning on how to do my milk in a better way, which which was nice. Um, so I, I had a coffee yesterday at five o'clock uh, <laughs> and I don't know if this is why I had a fucking shit ass sleep, <laughs> but I don't want to think that it is, but it's the only thing I can think of, but, um, yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm really, I'm like going to be a coffee connoisseur now for reals. Thank you. We should have started the barrier to mm. grind the year on. Huh? I <laughs> I Actually, do you know it's I'm been like... a year this month? Since we recorded our first episode. Holy crap. Yeah, so the 30th oh, yeah, of September, September. was my one-year anniversary. Oh, it was your one-year anniversary? Yeah. Holy shit, so you're nearly at the two-year mark. Yeah, two years oh, in about three same. weeks. Yeah. Two, two weeks, two, oh. whatever it is, yeah. Um, How? Obsessed with coffee as well still. I mean, I you I replied to your story mm. yesterday and I was like, same sis. Like, we were sitting there yeah. drinking coffee <laughs> as well. Um, at 4.30, I made a coffee and finished at about 5 o'clock and we were, yeah. Oh, I sleep fine. I mean, I, I drink enough yeah. caffeine in the day. I mean, I have like two or three Coke Zeros at night time mm. with dinner. Well, not with dinner, but after dinner. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, 
Maybe that's one. Yeah. I just, I've been having real weird dreams lately. <laughs> and I was like, is it because I've increased my caffeine or is it because I've been eating oh. so much cheese lately? I don't know. Oh. But I've been having some Mine's... whack dreams, like realistic so AF dreams. I've been taking magnesium every night for like the last week. And I think that's what's topping off my dreams because I have crazy dreams anyway, but they've been extra intense. Oh. Are you eating cheese? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> No, I have, I can't say that it's cheese, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, I used um, to take magnesium. In fact, I've got I've got a jar of yeah. them, but I haven't been taking them because I haven't been going to the gym and doing weights. And I used to have magnesium yeah. for like to muscle recovery the... and joint recovery and what yeah. have you. So yeah, um, I just stopped taking them, but I've not noticed them. Yeah, I don't know. Some of them have been crazy. I wake up and I'm like, tame. Guess what I just dreamed about? And then he'd be like, he'd like, <laughs> it, it, it's so weird that he's yeah. just like. I'm going to go make coffee and go to the office. He doesn't even be around me. And I like, yeah, they get wild sometimes. Oh, man. Um, I did see the the tour of your home the other day in the studio. Downstairs, yeah. Yeah, I get asked a lot to do um, tours of the house. And I'm like, you know, yeah. Uh, we live like we. It's our, it's our space. It's our it's our haven, our safe space. Mm. So I try. I've, I've not done a tour upstairs in our bedrooms and lounge and what have you. But mm. I feel like you get an, enough with the videos and the photos that mm. I post anyway that you can sort of see our living space. But yeah, downstairs that's where I am right now. Actually, in this, in the music studio, um, we've made it quite a cool space since you were here last. I mean, oh, cool. I mean, you'll notice. Mm. Um, you would have noticed it in the actual control room, like Tane's room. Yep. There's a couch now. Um, the table that was in there when you, um, Lana, and yeah. I did the podcast. I'm sitting at that right now, but it's um, on the other side of, of the downstairs yeah. in our live room. We've got a foosball table now. It's kind of it's it's oh. set up really well. Um, so cool. I don't know if you saw my story from this morning, but I'm putting a lot of pressure on Tane to start releasing his music he's so talented um and he's uh recording well he's recorded his music he's um done between him and his best friend alex they've done Mm. all of the um guitar the vocals the mixing everything alex is a really talented um music engineer um and a a talented musician Tane's Mm. obviously vocals and musician and they've done so well that I'm like release it and then I even Mm. when I got a bit of pushback from Tane he was just like no no no, I'm so critical of my work it's not perfect yet so I started messaging Mm. Alex and I was like what the hell if you guys are critical about your work what have you done over the last four weeks and four weeks of level four lockdown nothing you guys do this remotely what are you doing and I started putting a bit of pressure on I was like I want this on my Spotify playlist um, yeah. Whenever I feel like listening to Tane, I have to go through my emails and find the links that I've been sent by you oh, know Tane and Alice. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not on yeah. my playlist. So putting a bit of pressure on. So this downstairs area <laughs> is about to get a like lot it. more use. Um, yeah, like he's only got two finished recorded songs right now. Um, lots in the in the works and written, and he writes his music first, and then he adds lyrics to it. Mm. And his songs yeah. don't have meanings. Um, he's only written one song with a meaning, and it's a song he wrote for my birthday. Uh, and it's yeah. it's literally called For Emma. <laughs> so you'd like to think there's a bit of meaning behind that. Um, but, yeah, and, yeah, and so, yeah, it's stressful. But the downstairs area is set up for it now, and hopefully we can start posting some music because um, I'm a fan. I think I have to be, but I am a fan by choice too. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. It'll be awesome to listen to some of these stuff on Spotify. That's for sure. Yeah. And it seems like if it's as easy as it is with podcasts, it seems really easy to get, you know, like to be able to publish stuff yourself yeah. these, these days, as opposed to, you know, back in the day. Yeah. So he'll be able to, mm. well, I think it'll be probably Alex that publishes it. Um, Mm. I mean, they're, they're a duo. I mean, it, it's under Tain Artime Music, um, and it, they are Tain songs and Tain's music and what have mm. you. But, you know, when I think about this downstairs area, when I think about the songs, when I think about Tain's music, mm. I think Tain and Alex, um, mm. you know, like they're they're a duo and they're they're the ultimate duo. They're awesome. And, um, you know, so it'll be Alex that probably publishes it and posts it and what have you. Um, and, yeah, I think it is relatively easy. The only thing is, right, once it's out there, it's hard to re mm. to re release it. So yeah, once it's true. released, it's released. Um, mm. And if you want to get demos sent off anywhere, you know, whether we're talking like radio stations or anything like that, like it, it becomes mm. um, that much 
sort of like, difficult yeah. to already release. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. hey, it is what it is. Um, we're not. He's not in it to sort of become some bloody overnight sensation. It's um, <laughs> it's about a passion and it's fun and it's a hobby and he's talented and if people like the music, mm. it'll something will happen from it. You know, eventuate from it. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Gosh, I wish I had a music studio. Not that I'd do much with it right now, but it would be nice. <laughs> it's a cool it's little a space. Cool space. It is. And, um, you know, he encourages people to come. And I'm pretty sure, I think in level two, um, he's teamed up with Lana to come and do some singing oh, over man. here with Lana as well and um, some other people as well, some bands and what have you. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, it's it's cool. And, and for me, I mean, I have zero, <laughs> zero musical talent um, <laughs> in both vocals or music playing. In fact, in the studio tour, I actually I edited the video because it was so embarrassing. I picked up um, like a, I don't even know what it's called. It's how bad I am at like, anything music. <laughs> It's like a little <laughs> stick with bells on it and you shake it. Yeah. It's like a tambourine, but oh, not a tambourine. Yeah. And I picked it up and even that sounded like shit. So I was like, fuck, I've got to edit that oh, out. Like, oh, I, this is horrendous. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's awesome. But it's, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Lockdown level four. I'm sitting here and I'm here with you. I'm really present and I'm enjoying mm. this podcast. But I have to admit, like in the back of my mind, I just am like – Wondering how long are we? How long has it been extended? Is it a week? Is it what two is weeks? The time? Like, I feel like I'm just going to quickly Google it. Yeah, Google it um, for me. So you're coming up to your two year mark. Yeah, September. What, um, Ooh, oh, it is September. Yeah, I reckon one. like advice for others kind of changes over time. Okay, but yeah, one of the things that um, <laughs> like uh, what I'm finding now is I I definitely have. And this is this isn't aimed at anyone in particular, or um, <laughs> telling people not to contact me. But I definitely, when I see people in the first few weeks or months, and and like issues that they're having, now being so much further down the track, I have probably a little bit less empathy for it, and that I'm like. I look at it and I have a bit of a giggle sometimes because I remember being so worried about that stuff myself at the time, but now being so far down the track, I'm like, oh, it really doesn't fucking matter. It probably, you know, like in my so I reply to I try and reply to every message I get. So um, please don't inline date me because it's already overwhelming enough. But um, you know, I try and reply to every single message I get, whether it's about my Fano, whether it's about bloody active wear, whether it's about weight loss surgery, whatever, I'll reply. Mm. Um but it's you know what I know especially weight loss surgery. I started this to help people because I got so much from it in the start of my journey. Mm. And you know, you, you I announced it, you'll know, we've talked about it. I'm moving away from this twenty four seven weight loss surgery page and I'm trying to implement um, you know, other avenues of my life. Like move my Fano, mm. my my work life and what have you, fashion, beauty, I love it. Um but there is still a huge, you know, demand in the weight loss surgery especially in the in, in the first few weeks or months of having the surgery where people ask a lot of questions and what mm. I find is myself as I what I used to sit back and, and read the message and then reply in a lot of detail big long messages and now I'm just like look stop weighing yourself oh you know mm. what it gets easier I can't eat this I had done cool I'm two years out and yeah. I still have dumping syndrome and, and I and I yeah. just I'm a lot more, more short direct. and short and mm. sharp do I think it's because I have less empathy because I'm two years on and I'm like oh I've been there that ship sailed I don't think so I think for me it's more that it's I, weight loss surgery consumed my life for over a year and a half that I think now I'm like, I have a lot less tolerance to it. Um, but I absolutely still want to help people. Uh, mm. it's just not my be all and end all anymore. Where, where for a period of time, it absolutely was. I definitely think, um, there are some days where I have lack of empathy and typically on those mm. days it's because I've had dumping syndrome or I can't eat what I want to eat or I, you know, um, but I guess my advice would be two years on, is that um and, and I love actually you posted this yesterday, I think it was yesterday. I, yeah, it was yesterday, but Macca's burger. And mm. you said, you know, um, I love that I'm still I can have a cheeseburger and feel complete, like I'm happy I, I, and I'm eating it guilt free because I'm exploring, you know, um my um 
intuitive eating and you said I love that I've still got my restriction while I dabble in this you know learning my way of intuitive eating and I read it and I just I sat there and I was like yeah fuck yeah that's that's awesome because um I tell you what I'm two years you're nearly two years and that restriction lightens over time, doesn't it? And and mm. there's so many times that we've referenced over, you know, our year of doing, um, well, not quite yet, but, you know, over our six months of doing the bariatric grind where we talked and we touched on this being a tool. And it is a tool, right? It's a tool. And it, it does fade away or, you know, well, I think forever I'll have restrictions. I think forever I'll have dumping mm. syndrome for sure. But they ain't what they were six months ago, 12 months ago, you know, two years ago, where it's at now is that I can eat a small meal. Um, I can mm. eat carbs and I can eat a slice of bread now. I can do all these things. It's, it's, it's about choice and it's about learning how to either intuitively eat and you're really mm. good. You're a really good source of information for that. Um, I absolutely find that subject so intriguing. I love all the information you put out there about intuitive eating. In fact, people that message me, I send them your way. Um, so I get a lot of DMs about, oh, you eat that, oh, you eat that. I'm like, yep, cool, I, intuitive, I intuitively eat. Mm. And I've sorted what, how it works for me and I know how I, what I can do. Um, if you want information, go and follow Lion. And I'll give them both the bariatric yarn and yarns and also your, you know, your weight loss page. Go follow this person, um, you know, for the information. And I think it's so important, so, so important. And it's my biggest word of advice two years on. Remember it's a tool. Number one, mm. remember it's a tool. You're not going to have it forever. You do, but you don't. Um, learn good eating habits. Get into a good exercise regime. I don't care if that changes every five weeks. I don't care if one week you're mm. only walking and then you're doing high intensity then you go, hey, it's not for me. I'm going to do Pilates. It doesn't matter. Mm. Just understand that part of everyone's, like, the exercise or physical activity should be a part of everybody's lives. That's all mm. you need to know. Yeah. Um, just some form of get outside, get into the gym, do something. I don't care if it's going to the trampoline park once a week. If that's all you can manage, that's cool. Just do it. I think the other part is um, find a, yeah, an eating plan that works for you. When I say eating plan, that is a really loose term. You know me. You know that I am so through with the diet culture. I will never go on a diet again mm. in my life. If I feel I have to lose weight, it'll be done not via food. Mm. It'll be other avenues. It's, it's a completely different mindset for me now, and that's what I'm trying to encourage here is mm. – just get into a food habit. I mean, I eat what I want to eat and it's balanced. For breakfast today, I wanted creamy mushrooms. I make vegan creamy mushrooms, you know, vegan cream cheese and what have you because it contains vegan. And I had three potato um, little, what do you call them, little puffs, little hash brown bites. Mm, yep. And I chose to, instead of having um, toast, having it on toast, I cut thin slices of uh, – Kumara. And I had, and I just put them in the oven and I had creamy mushrooms on Kumara slices instead Yum. of bread. And it's Sounds just delicious. about going, hey, would I love a piece of bread? Fuck yeah, I love bread. Mm. But it's going, in that moment, I know that later on, I'm going to want a slice of that apple pie. And so I'm going to choose to have it on a thin sl slither of Kumara now instead of on bread so I can eat the pie later. Now that's not dieting, mm. it's called balance. And I think, um, or it's going, I'm going to have this now so I can have that later. And it's just about being smart about your food choices. Mm. And are there days where all I eat is shit? Hell yeah. Did I snack on Doritos last night in bed? You fucking bet yeah. Like, Good Girls is getting so good that I just have to go to bed <laughs> with my laptop and some snacks sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's a company with a, a chamomile mm. tea. So balanced. Mm. <laughs> I guess the point I'm trying to make is, yeah, you've got to get your food on, your, your eating underway. This tool lasts for about two years before it starts to shift, in my experience. Mm. So eating, exercise, and a healthy mindset. Mm. Be gone with yeah. the diet culture. I mean, have you found – I'm going to change the subject a little bit here as well. And, it kind yeah. of, and it's kind of – I guess another thing of advice from, from my perspective mm. over two years, have you found that your friendship circles or the people that you run with, right, that they've changed? And you and, yeah. and, and there are, there are you, I mean, I realized that I was in such a negative group 
um, I'm not saying that they're, that they're bad people and I'm not saying I've, I've ditched people. Uh, I've mm. absolutely pulled away from some people. But where I am at now in comparison to where I was the day I got my surgery, for example, is mm. a 180 and I just, yeah, I'm surrounded by, I guess, more like-minded people and I've really put my mental health, my friendship circles sort of at a, at a higher priority. Have you found the same? Yeah. I, I'm not actually sure on that one, but I, I, I'm, I just have a shit memory and honestly, I can't remember who I was hanging around with two years ago, <laughs> but um, like my, my kind of main people have, have, I've like, I don't want to use it. I have lots of different social circles, mm-hmm. I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. So, um, and who I kind of hang out with really depends a lot on what's happening at the time. So I've got. And I have a lot of friends that I hardly ever see, but when I see, it's just like normal. Yeah. Right? Pick up where you left off. Like, yeah. And I have a ton of people like that in my life. Um, Don't regularly have like that, you know, one, I've never just had like one best friend as such. I've always had lots of different people. I think I'm like, I just, and it usually is dependent on what it's about. So I've got my, like, you know, my rugby girls yeah. and, and that kind of thing. What I have, I I have definitely added friends through the weight loss surgery community. So, and, it, and I could say that exact statement I just said for the friends that I've, learnt, I've met over weight loss surgery through Instagram, mm. like I've made really good friends with people that I literally will go and stay with for a weekend now because... Like, I feel like I just know them that well. So good. Um, but I also know getting all of those people together in a group wouldn't probably work because I don't think they'd be interested in that mm. kind of thing. Um, because that's just, I like getting a whole random group of people together. But I know that's just not it for some people. Yeah. So I've made some, like, really good friends from Instagram through weight loss surgery that I would probably have never, ever met otherwise. And we're, like, completely different but um, the only thing that in the beginning that, you know, united or the common theme was weight loss surgery. So I'm grateful for that. Mm. And then it kind of comes with people who were pursuing weight loss surgery are people who are trying to improve their life, mm. you know. and They want and change. To, to live, mm. Yes, to live healthier lives and have and be happier and all that kind of stuff. So it makes sense that we kind of end up um, combining together. But I can say two years on, when I'm speaking with these people and we're catching up, we don't just talk about weight loss surgery, you mm. know, like that's in um, some people have just had it, some mm. are further on down the track, but you kind of, um, but it's, it feels so nice to be around people like going out to dinner and, and you, you all know <laughs> you're not going to be able to like finish the main that you order. Yeah. There's just something different about it. You know, like you just feel like, oh, yes, this is just so normal because we're all together and, and everyone, you know, can't drink and eat and everyone yeah. can't, you know, whatever. It's That's really cool. I remember from um, one of I'm our definitely uh, grateful for that. bariatric dinners, right? We went out, yeah. where did we go? Uh, Newmarket. We're yeah. dining at Newmarket, right? And we're all sitting there we're like, oh, we'll get a drink. <laughs> Yeah, and then you like you know, the food comes. You're like, oh, yeah. I can't eat it because oh, I just fine. drunk. Yeah, or like you've got Pretty someone much. that's like tacking in, and they're like, well, I didn't get a drink. Yeah. Like, um, and then yeah. like about three mouthfuls in, everyone's just like pushing mm. their plates away. Yeah, I'm full. I'm full. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, can we get another drink? Oh <laughs> gosh, it must be so interesting for servers though when people come in like groups of bariatric patients like. One, why you know, not ordering hardly anything, or if they do, always having to have takeaways and stuff yeah. like that is. I find it quite interesting. That's it, like, um, um, but yeah. So, t- like, Tane's a vegan, um, and so when we go out, right? My, I, I'm not vegan. I cook vegan in the house, and, I, and it's all vegetarian or vegan. He's not strict vegan. He's just allergic to some dairy. He's got dairy intolerances, so he's actually a vegetarian by choice. Uh, but we just say vegan because easier, and majority of everything is vegan. Uh, but, you know, when we go out, that's my time to eat meat mm. and to eat seafood and to live my best life, you know, ever with food all around me. Um, so I'll, if there is uh, sashimi on, like, mm. the menu, 100% I'm getting that. If there are 
um, mm. things like, oh, yeah, I'm saying all these Japanese foods, right? Oh, I'm thinking all the Japanese oh. foods because that's what my favorite cuisine is. But like I'm talking mm. like, you know, pork dumplings or I'm talking um, sashimi or beef tataki, right? That's what I'm getting. And then I'm sitting there with Tane. If I ordered something vegan, there'd be nothing left, right? But he's not going to eat what I'm eating. So then the waiter yeah. comes over and they're like, hey, um, I just want to make sure everything's okay with the food. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, it was so amazing. <laughs> and they must look at me like, you're so fucking fake. Because you're sitting there going, how good. Thank you so much. It's so yum. Yeah. All your food's still on your plate. So, yeah. And I still, if I go out, I still oh. order a whole lot of different things, right? Because I know I'm going to have like one or two mouthfuls from each thing. And I like a variety mm. of taste. Then we've got three or four like, you know, menu options that Tane can't eat. And they come home with us. And, you know, the waiter just looks at me like, why are you taking it home if you don't like it? Yeah, like, oh, gosh. I remember that's happened a few times to me that is everything actually okay with your food? But um, I was going to say, mm from the Kate Burridge workshop I went to, she did a good exercise of showing different stomach sizes. So when we first, before surgery, mm-hmm. it's like um, of the size of a volleyball our, our stomach can stretch to. Wow. After surgery, the size is reduced. I think for a, I'm pretty sure what she used for a bypass was a box of matches. And for a sleeve, she used a small glue stick. That's the size. And so what she was saying was that you literally will never, ever be able to stretch your stomach out to the same size as the volleyball, even though we feel over time, especially I think, you know, that you could probably go three monthly, I reckon, on the your capacity to kind of slowly eat more. And at the beginning, it's so restricted because your stomach's healing, it's Mm. inflamed, there's all the freaking things going on Mm. until it actually heals and then becomes kind of what it is. But it's um it, it feels like sometimes and I have conversations on the daily with people who are like I feel like I can eat so much and blah 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 but I like yesterday reflecting on the cheeseburger from McDonald's I ate a cheeseburger and I was fucking full mm. like back in the day I would have I would have been having a hunger buster yeah, plus, more, plus whatever the kids didn't eat mm. you know like and even then I would have been searching for food not long after that mm. as well like it's it's um yeah, I think it's easy to compare to the first three months or even that first six months how much you can eat. But I just keep going back to, well, how much did I used to eat? Mm. Because I'm still eating a good quarter of Shit, yeah. of that now, I reckon. And I think as well, like, you know, I mean, it, it gets talked about quite a bit on social media. And I think we've talked about it in past podcasts as well, mm. where, you know, one day you can eat the whole house out of food. Mm. And then... The next day, or in my experience, if I if I have a one day of eating a truckload of food, I'm talking mm. like I can eat anything in sight. Mm. And the next three or four, sometimes even five days, I can't eat anything. I it'll get to like three or four o'clock in the afternoon, and I'll go shit. I've got to eat something. I haven't eaten today, and then I'll mm. eat it, and I'll Ugh, I, I'm, I'm gagging, and and it's not a mental thing. I just don't feel hungry. I can't fit anything in. Um, so I've had mm. this massive binge like over a whole you know twelve hour period of being awake, and then I just mm. can't eat for days after. It's not that I don't want to; I want to. <laughs> um, mm. But it's funny how the, the how the body like works. That. And um, yeah. typically speaking, but you're on the wink of the period, and it's like yeah. oh, I want to eat everything. Oh yeah, and then, hormones. Yeah, stretch the stomach out, mm. like actually relax, relaxing or something, something. Don't don't quote me on that. I don't know if that's true, but I do know hormone hormones change how much you can eat. It actually helps change your stomach size. Um, damn, there was something I was going to say before. What was it? What were you just talking about? You were talking. Oh yes, it works. So like when you eat, um, I've been listening to the Intuitive Eating book, and they talk about how like our bodies are so smart that when we do restrict and it kind of goes in the same opposite way when we restrict food it tries to course correct us over the the span of a week so when we eat lots of food it also does the same thing where it tries to go well potentially I don't know I'm just guessing it does that they didn't talk about that because I was more reading about um listening to what happens when we are restricting food but yeah so that that hunger drive like if you don't eat much for a couple of days for example or you don't eat enough um foods that you really need um then after that you're kind of like your body's trying to get you to eat stuff and you think it's because you failed because you're useless because you don't have willpower blah 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 but when when you're so low on your calories your body's just like you need to eat you need to eat you need to eat and so it's like 
you're not even in the driver's seat. It's your unconscious, your body telling you you need to catch up on your calories. So, yeah, it's really interesting. But I do wonder that if it works the opposite way, and that's why you don't feel hungry for a couple of days Maybe. afterwards. But that would make sense in my experience because I know it, yeah. it's, it's literally whenever I have like this, I want to eat everything. And it only happens every you mm. know, sort of two to three months. Like it doesn't happen every month mm. or anything like that. But I'll just eat everything. And it doesn't always happen the week of my period either. Um, mm. That's usually when my sugar intake's higher um, because that's what my body's mm. craving. And like I said, I don't restrict it. I, you know, mm. it's all in balance, but it's like, nah, if I want to eat sugar, I'm going to eat sugar. Um, mm. But yeah, I, yeah, in my experience, I would say it probably would work in the reverse for me. And when I'm thinking about when I eat the most, it's usually the days I do a harder workout or it's, you know, after yep. a few days of doing hard workouts. And so I, my body probably is going, I need more calories. I am literally living mm. in deficit right now and I'm not surviving. So it probably yeah. is. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Because it's funny, you I, know, I, I, I hate to admit this. Um, you know what? I've got another piece of advice for two years on. <laughs> Get into the habit of drinking water because your girl mm. drinks none. Oh, I I did. I, I go through periods of doing so well. I, mean, I saw you sipping on the mm. podcast yesterday, Lion. You're doing it today, and this podcast is so good. You've always got your bottle near. I invested in a Camelback one liter um, back, you know, I'm talking about a month after coming out of surgery, and I still use it, mm. but I am not hard on myself and I don't push myself tains in my ear drink water drink water and I'm mm. like, get off my back I'll do what I want and uh, um it, it's, it's crazy because I just don't um my neighbor's walking uh, past waving good old Sandy <laughs> she's so cute she goes and checks a litter box like five times a yeah. day it's so cute Aww. um you know I don't drink enough water but I've just started mm. putting um oh, another thing that I can, shouldn't probably admit to but I drink a lot of soda water <laughs> because it's like I don't want to drink tap water. I, I have to drink soda water with lemon in it, and it's all very, you know, against the bariatric rules and what have you. But, mm. you know, that's another thing uh, getting in the habit of because there are days where I just can't stop drinking water, and I hate water. Mm. And it's my body going, bitch, I'm going to curl over and die if you don't give me water. I'm dehydrated to the max. Um, I'm putting double the amount of you know hydration gel on my skin because I'm not drinking mm. water, and I know mm. that's why I'm doing it. But I can't, I can't mm. step out of it. So you're right, you know, your body craves what it needs, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the water thing is just so interesting. It's such a common topic, and um, I 100% agree with you. The earlier you can try and make it into a habit, the better. Yeah. But I find, like, I can, if I don't have my drink bottle within sight, I can go days without having any water quite easily. Yeah. So I have to kind of have it around. Sometimes I'll sit there thirsty for ages because I don't know where my drink bottle is. And it, it's like, um, yeah, when I fill it up, I'm kind of automatically make it a goal to try and finish it. Yeah. But when people complain about having stalls, um, having problems pooing particularly, it's, water. it's, it's water. Water, man yeah. and I it's it's interesting even post weight loss surgery if you don't st you know diets don't work like it's just literally research 95% of diets don't work mm -hmm. um, over a long term people will put weight back mm -hmm. on and more and then at the same time it just fucks up your metabolism your weight cycling it's there's a whole lot of um, research that says it's worse for you to lose weight and put it back on over and over again than it is to then just not lose weight in the first place and gain it mm -hmm. and you know, even after weight loss surgery, you know, you hear from people, there's just fundamental things, like you've already said it, movement. Mm -hmm. Everybody, um, and this is comes into that health at every size, mm -hmm. there's fundamental things that it doesn't matter what size your body is, it's going to be helpful for you, for your health, for your well-being. And that is things like movement. It doesn't matter how you're getting it. It's like, and the best way to do it is find things that give you joy. Yeah and that you want to do and if that changes often like it does for me who gives a shit you know Moving's like movement moving. water mm. you know water is not going to go away it's not going to I mean unless you can get hooked up to a banana bag every couple of days to ensure you have adequate hydration <laughs> like we, we're not going to get away from having to hydrate yeah. and I think Yes, they say like all the bariatric guidelines are don't put stuff in your water, you need to drink it. Well, do what you gotta yeah, do. that's like an, oh, you know, that's an ultimate, exactly. But you, you do need to do what you have to do. 
water with whatever in it is better than no water. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if the ultimate goal is, you know, a certain amount of pure water as we can, that's great. But it's not helpful for people, especially post weight loss surgery when they talk about you know our, our taste buds change yeah. I hated the taste of water after surgery and I loved it before I was a big water drinker um except I would just like down a liter at a time as I whenever I felt really thirsty whereas now it's just not an option to be able to do yeah. that but yeah the taste sucked that's what put me off for the first it didn't matter it just tasted metallic and gross yeah. and dull and just like Ugh. And did you so find I had to I started putting stuff in just it. Just like water on an yep. empty stomach in general made me feel sick. Yep. I felt nauseous. Uh, and obviously yeah. bariatric surgeon uh, surgery means you can't eat and drink at the same time for most yeah. people. And so yep. when I was drinking water, I had nothing in my stomach and I just felt so ill and um uh, i don't have that feeling anymore but i absolutely mm. had the metallic taste i just hated the taste of Uh, water i could only drink it if it was ice cold literally my Mm. camelback um had ice in it water and squeezes of lemon so fresh lemon real lemon off the lemon tree into the Mm. into the bottle and um it's the only way i could drink and and still to this day Mm. the only way i can drink water Mm, I like to swear. I like to put lemon in my drink. I uh, it's um I think probably where it, uh, I guess it just uh, oh yeah I would take fresh fruit in my drink over putting sweet sweeter stuff because oh, yeah. I just don't like the sweet I I, I get like ugh, I don't like sweet tasting stuff like that but it's um yeah I think we still need to like stick to the basics of yeah. freaking life and health and like movement water. Um, you know, a good level of decent nutrition yeah. over the span of, of the week or month or whatever it is. It's we can't get away from what a body needs. No and like and yeah, I guess I, I think I'm just super tired and I think all of the everything that's been going on, I'm lucky I'm in level two, but just all that the pressure from lockdowns and the uncertainty and unrest and stuff mm-hmm. going on in the world at the moment is just I feel like my tolerance for a lot of things is, is way lower than it usually is but that's something that's kind of been annoying me because I just keep seeing posts over and over again of people normally in stories complaining about things yet not addressing those basic yeah. needs you know like oh give me a magic fix for this but I don't want to work for um, you know, give my body what it needs. Yeah. Some sunlight, some movement, yeah. some water. Like I don't, that's too hard. What's the next thing? Hmm. It's just the diet mentality all over again. Yeah, snap out Somebody of it. please. Away from it. Yeah. Someone give me a quick fix, please. Yeah. Um, it's hope that people are looking for, but there's just, you know, sleep, mm. all mm. those basic things. Huge. Like focus on that first before you start. Making big to ask changes. For, yeah, like I need this supplement and that supplement and blah, blah, blah. It's not about well, it. it's are just, you drinking enough water? Yeah, back to basics. I mean, you, you know, when someone yeah. says to me, oh, I'm six months out and I've just hit a plateau. The first thing I say, and we talked about this yesterday on your podcast mm. yesterday. Okay, get off the scales. I know that I, I know that for me, yeah. it's a different reason for me. That's why I don't get on the scales. I became addicted to, to weighing myself. Mm. It, it became a really destructive addiction. But get off the scales every day, Karen, because mm. you're not doing your mental state anywhere. And if your mental state's not good, uh. the rest of you is not good. So weigh yourself. If you've got to weigh yourself once a week, cool, do it at the same time on the same day and give yourself allowances for, you know, the week of your period. Give yourself allowances for the day mm. that you drunk more water or that you drunk less water because they both have different effects on your body. You know, you've got to understand yep. what weighing yourself actually means. Get back to basics. Get off the scales. Drink more water. Up your movement. If, if When I had a plateau, the way I got out of it was by drinking a bit more water, half a litre to a litre more each day, and mm. making my walk. If I'm going to walk, I'm going to do double the loop, not just the one loop, mm. or I'm going to do um, runs, walk, run, walk, run, walk, mm. right? Mm. And uh, that's just kind of how I – you know, go out Change of my plateau. That and that's what I tell people. Oh, and I think it's yeah. so important. Get back to basics. I mean, I, in this phone call, right, I've talked about this apple mm. pie. I've talked about the Doritos. Well, you, and, and I've talked about, you know, stopping my toast out for a real slim, mm. you know, thin slither of, of kumara. I'm not talking about 
the good food I eat. I eat broccoli mm. almost every single day, at least at least for one meal. I love broccolini. I always have vegetables. We had eggplant last night. I'm, mm. I'm eating a lot of nutritious food. I am always going to be pro having a, a you know a small pack of Doritos if you want, or having a nibble on mm. uh, apple pie, or having some ice cream if you want it. I'm pro feeding your body what you want because I know I know the negative effects of depriving my body from what it wants. If I said Mm. I can't have chocolate for the rest of the year, I'd all I'd think about is chocolate. And I know that. So I have the chocolate when I want it. And that's how I've overcome it. My maid of honor, Mm. she's amazing. She said, I've got to lose a little bit of weight for the, for the wedding. And I I personally don't think she needs to, she Mm. feels she needs to. So I'm going to support her on that because I also know the negative side effects of someone going, you don't need to Mm. do that. You know, it's, it's, Mm. it's what she wants to do. And she goes, Oh, it's probably because I'm eating too much chocolate. And I said, okay, cool. Don't stop eating chocolate. Don't deprive mm, yourself. Mm. Just just do a little bit less then. And, mm. and, and each day you can probably have one square less. I mean, don't just cut it out of your diet. Don't just go cold turkey. Yeah. Sugar's so, okay. It's, it never, it's not it the enemy. Works. Carbs mm. are okay. Yeah. Actually, they're far from the enemy. You get so much yeah. energy from oh, carbs. We need them. It's crazy, eh? The, um, the perception that you have when you're living in a world of diet culture what yeah what it does to you i mean um and you and i have you know we're two we're nearly two years mm. out and i know that between us we've probably done every single diet that this world has to mm. offer we've we've we've, yes. we've looked for that quick fix mm. we've been those people that are mm. in desperate um you know seeking you know in desperation seeking for a, a slither of hope uh of a quick mm. fix we've been there We've done it all, um, and I think you know the best advice you can give someone two years out, five years out, ten years out is going, "Hey, listen to your body, move it, yeah. hydrate it." I take that own advice oh. on, but you, yeah. my own advice on there. But you've got <laughs> yeah. to; these mm. are the fundamentals of a successful uh, weight loss surgery because it is just a yeah. tool. Yeah, exactly. That um, some of the stuff you've touched on there reminded me of something I was listening to in that book yesterday and it was about fat phobia and um how you know stigma on on weight is generally driven a lot by the um health industry Mm -hmm. and by medical industry because a lot of the time if you're overweight that's just automatically assumed to be your problem so they quite often won't get to the root cause Mm -hmm. for a lot of people but they talk about fat phobia and how that drives um you know like it is, you know, we, we diet, people wanting to diet for events because not talking about um, your friend in particular, but just in general, oh, I've got, the, I've got a work event coming up. Everyone's going to see me and I don't think I look good enough. So I'm going to um, change. Even, it doesn't matter what weight you're at, you can have a form of, of fat phobia and being scared of the scales. It's not just about people who are heavier and looking and going I weigh too much there's also this it puts a fat phobia puts a fear on people who may not need to lose any weight and I actually I don't think anyone needs to lose any weight now that's my my opinion on the topic but um you know for a person who let's say may not have any excess fat to lose they're super scared of getting on the scales because it's so fucking scary to be fat Mm -hmm. because when you are fat, you're treated differently. You get less better, you know, in terms of the stigma Mm -hmm. around it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Less opportunities. Your health concerns are less likely to be taken seriously. seriously. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, there are these, all these perceptions about what it is to be fat. Um, but we don't realize that ourselves, even when we are bigger, we have fat phobia ourselves a lot of the time. And, um, the way that you can figure out if you, you have it is whether or not you ever put any judgment on anyone and it might be unconscious who or yourself going, oh, my God, I can't like imagine if I was five kilos heavier. Oh, my God, that's horrible. What, what does that mean? How does that make you a bad person? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how how is being bigger, weighing more, not saying that we, sh- we need to aspire to be any body type, yeah. but, you know, we, we just have this guilt and shame associated with fat do you know what it's, i it's just crazy now that i'm i'm, I'm look i've i've lost over 60 mm. kilos um i feel really good I, i'm at a weight where i'm happy with you know with everything i can online shop and know what size to order and what mm. have you so i'm in a really good place this is where i wanted to be but 
what's funny is that I will now, I follow a, a lot of people on um, social media, Instagram in particular, that are, that are larger and there. And do you know what? I, I watch them and they're so content and happy with their bodies and they look so good in all their clothes. And I'm like, man, mm. imagine if I just had the same outlook that they did mm. how different my life would be yeah. right now because they're just so happy being bigger and they look fucking good mm. and I think mm. I think at the time they always look good to me I, I've never looked at a body mm. and gone oh I've always I've yeah. always gone hey you know what if you're feeling it and, and I think your confidence shines through too a lot of the time mm. but it's funny because you know what I was sometimes bigger than these people or sometimes smaller and I still hated the way I looked I still hated how I was mm. and but then I can look at these women and go, oh, my God, I wish that I had what they have when I was that size. Mm, or if, mm, if I had yeah. that outlook, I'd be happy yeah, to be that you know, size Yeah, it would have been again. okay. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, it doesn't matter what yeah. size you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you want to – I don't want to change my body. I love how I am right now. And I hate myself for ever wanting to change my body. I do. Yeah. But I love where I'm at yeah. now. I don't want to change. Yeah. But then I look and I go, man, oh, if only I mm, had that outlook yeah. when I was larger. If only I didn't want to change my body when I was – it doesn't mean that I wouldn't mm. have surgery. I could have loved yeah. the way I looked but gone, hey, I actually probably need to be healthier, so I'm going to lose some weight and I'm mm. going to get surgery to lose weight mm. to be healthier internally. But, it, it um, yeah, it's, it's the perception of um, – It really is. <laughs> It's um no, it's something I think about a lot, especially looking at intuitive eating and having conversations with people who are intuitive eaters. Mm. Um, but yeah, for I feel like I would never have come to this place of being able to even look at intuitive eating as an option without having had lost weight already. Mm. So, I somebody said to me, "Do you wish that you'd kind of pursued this when you were at your heavier size? Do you think you would have had surgery?" And I said. Um, I could see, well, if anyone was to pursue this and actually fully be able to embrace this and live these 10 steps, wouldn't matter what size they were, but if they happened to be, um, you know, really seriously overweight and, but with no, let's say, healthy still, mm. um, and not, you know, from, yeah, I'll, I'll just talk about what I meant by that shortly, but um then yes, like I feel like it's a way for people to be able to um, accept their bodies mm. as they are, and and be happy and healthy at whatever size. That's that um, you know health at every size concept. But for me, I know I would never have got there without having lost um, the weight that I did because I had to work through a whole lot of mental shit. Yeah. But but at the same time, um, like I still advocate for weight loss surgery. I think people need to do, like, and we've all talked about this heaps, there is the mental work that you can do before you decide to have weight loss surgery. That might make a huge difference and you might decide you don't need it. For me, it was truly health, like sleep apnea. Yeah. Getting rid of that. I'm never, ever going to regret having weight loss surgery. I'm never going to wish I'd tried intuitive eating and maybe then as a side effect of that, which they say, you know, when you want to become an intuitive eater, you literally cannot even entertain the thought of trying to lose weight. You can't secretly hope, oh, maybe this is going to fix my weight loss. That's the whole purpose of it is you you let go of the concept of trying to lose weight. That's not what intuitive eating is about. Yeah. But and, and it can't even be a secret thought of yours because then you're just not you're not going to get the benefits out of it and you're not going to actually be able to follow the steps if that's still something that you think you need to pursue. But um, yeah, so that's what so I start, I've started a new um, Instagram page. Yeah. I haven't done anything on it yet called a weight loss surgery voice. And that is literally going to be all about how to embrace intuitive eating or my journey of trying to embrace intuitive eating after weight loss surgery, because it's not something that we talk about. I just feel like I see so many people falling straight back into diet culture, pouch resets, mm. all that bullshit. Yeah. Like these people out there selling this at weight loss surgery patients who haven't in their mind, lost enough, they're not perfect enough, they're not whatever. Um, how does that all kind of marry together? When does it stop? And at the same no, time, are you going to do this for exactly. a whole life? I couldn't imagine that. Oh, after weight loss. So I just want to, I'm still very early in that journey. 
I want to kind of document that. I was so going to say, documenting There's another way. Yeah. yeah, because it just doesn't have to be this constant hatred towards our bodies and not feeling good enough. Or looking at food um, negatively. You know? I think every... Oh, and there are and definitely having, some yeah. shit things on the market, for sure, that you shouldn't be putting into your body. Yeah. But um, I just think having negative food groups, like looking at calves like they're the enemy, yeah. is so oh, yeah. bad. It's We've detrimental to your sold health. so many lies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but True we, we are going to have to wrap this one up. Yeah. True yes. Imran Lyon um, fashion. Yes, we have I like it. Gone this is well good. <laughs> um, I, I was, sorry, I did find this information ages ago. I don't know if you've been sent it already, but it was um, the actual announcement about the levels was at four o'clock, but experts are predicting uh, that it is highly unlikely for the region to move down. Yeah. So, so Tane messaged um, me you're, you're right, yeah. before and he goes, hey, the announcement's <laughs> at four o'clock. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, we've got two hours to prepare ourselves and yeah. live in a state of anxiety. Um, but <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm with the experts on that. I don't think we're going to go down and it's yeah. not gonna, I'm not going to lose step over it. As long as in mm. five weeks' time we're at level two, I will be content. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Nice. It's been awesome catching up. Yeah, as always. And as it. usual, a good conversation. Um, of everything. And, and I nothing. really, <laughs> <laughs> I will, um, I'm sending all my positive vibes in the world that in some way, shape or form, you'll get to have your wedding day in five weeks. Yes. Five weeks? Yeah, five weeks today. Um, yeah. Whether or not I get to celebrate with you closer to the time or not, I'm sure there'll be a celebration at some stage. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping you're at least in, would you need to be in level three? Nah, so level to, three, no? we can get married with 10 people. But um, yep. Tane's dad is in Northland mm. and my parents are in Northland. Oh. So um, oh, true. We, they yes. can't cross no. the border to get to so our So you wedding. need level two. Yeah, we need level yep. two. Yep. Um, so we're, we remain hopeful, positive, okay. and yeah. It is what it is. It's will possible. Will it's possible to be in level two by in five weeks. Shit, yeah. Um, We've got this. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> stay home and stay safe, Auckland people. Wash your hands. <laughs> All right. All good. All right. Thank Take you. Care. See Bye. ya. All right. I've just stopped that. Thank-, Thank you for listening to this week's Bariatric Yarn. If you have a weight loss surgery story or conversation you think needs to be heard, get in touch with us on Instagram at Bariatric Yarns. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you for being part of the change. Mm -hmm.